0: Hi! Welcome to the Somewhat Qualified podcast. We have a very fun episode planned for you today. My name is Anne. I'm Jess. And I'm Milo. And today we're going to be talking about a new Disney Plus show. Uh, It does not have Baby Yoda, but it has musical theater and talking about your feelings. Jess, would you like to tell us about Encore?
1: Absolutely. Okay. So Encore... Reunites people who did high school musicals together gives them the benefit of a professional musical director music like conductor and choreographers So they can not only redo their past performance in only six days, but hopefully improve it so as someone who used to do high school theater basically this show was, like, designed in a lab for me.
0: And actually, I think this is a really kind of interesting discussion to have, because I know, Milo, when we introduced this show to you, you kind of said how you're not as much of a musical theater person and maybe didn't expect to like the show that much, so I think, like, comparing and contrasting those different experiences would be interesting. So, Milo, what were your thoughts about this show? Uh, I thought it was really
2: like you said I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did I really like enjoyed the camaraderie between the various cast members and how like almost like nothing had changed between them mm-hmm. in the 10 20 plus years that had gone by since and uh, I also liked the variety of plays they did we watched a uh, Grease, Oklahoma, Godspell, and Fiddler on the Roof.
0: Yes. And, and I think Jess and I have seen... Have we seen all the ones that are currently I up? Think, I think we've seen all the ones. As up. of currently, January 1st, 2020. Yeah. Holy fuck, guys, it's 2020. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're literally making this... Actually, I think it's January 2nd now. We're making it just after midnight on January 2nd. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still in kind of, holy fuck, it's 2020 mode. Um, <laughs> I kind of...
2: Next up, I come visit you guys. I can't wait to watch the High School Musical, the musical version. Yes.
0: Apparently there is an episode on the horizon, it may even be out by the time you are listening to this, that focuses on high school musicals and, like, Troy Bolton bouncing basketballs and getting his game. game. Yeah, there are definitely other characters in High School Musical beyond Troy Bolton. Um, (laughs) There were definitely other kids bouncing basketballs for one thing did (laughs) anybody bet on it though (laughs) did anybody (laughs) not till high school musical 2 Jess oh that's right not till high School High School 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 musical 2 um but anyway that's like a an interesting one I think they've done a really good job thus far of picking a good mix of different musicals and granted like it's Disney plus so in some ways these are all Disney commercials. For example, like, uh, Beauty and the Beast is maybe the most obvious example of this, but like, gee, Disney owns the rights to a lot of musicals that they can license out to high schools. <laughs> and this show is like a really good argument for why um, musical theater is important and uh, why you should be, I guess, maybe giving your money to Disney to do their shows, but maybe other, I don't, people, but um, <laughs> but Yeah. They've done, like, a really good mix, I think, of, like, classic musical theater, as well as, like, more, like, recent things, such as even Beauty and the Beast, you know? Definitely. Like, I was really I excited to, recent.
1: we were even watching, you know, tonight when we were watching the Fiddler on the Roof episode, and we're all like, oh my god, like, we know these songs. Like, we don't know that they necessarily <laughs> came from Fiddler on the Roof, but yes. we do know these songs. And so, yeah. it's cool to kind of, like, see, like, glimpses of shows that we haven't seen yet. And so maybe we yeah, like want to see.
2: In the future. the uh, genesis of the cultural osmosis is fun. Oh yes. yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. Um it's also fun because some of them will make kind of like cool staging choices. Like with Godspell, how they chose yeah, to they set it in it. the Harlem Renaissance instead of like kind of like seventies, sixties, seventies like hippie Yes. Stylings. I thought that was really cool and you know, it's something really innovative and something that you know, I've never seen Godspell yeah. stage that much. And before. I've certainly
0: never it's not something you expect high school productions to ever do, really. Yeah. <laughs> um
2: like the costuming department in every single one of these episodes, like Oh yeah, slaves. like costuming, A-
0: Wig departments kill
1: it. Like
0: yes. every single week. Um yeah, I guess, like, just so that this isn't just, like, a solid hour of us just, like, gushing about how awesome the show is, are there any things you would change about this show?
1: Um, I I actually do have some, so, so do we have notes? um, I was a theater kid, but I was very, um, I was very afraid to, like, try out for shows, so I was crew. Um... And I loved being on crew, and I had huge, like, solidarity with people on crew, and I really, like, learned a lot there. And it was a huge sense of community for me. And I think this show does a really great job of showing, like, how communal it was for actors in the show. But part of me wishes that they would, like, I don't know, focus Mm -hmm. a bit more on crew people.
0: Or because i could 100% see them do it because one of the things um to just quick background oftentimes they will not get literally every single person that was in the production so sometimes you'll have cases where um ensemble you, where actors where ensemble actors get promoted to like a lead role and i could 100% see a really good arc where it was like someone like you in high school that was like a crew person that was too shy that kind of gets like oh, you're confident now, you should actually be in the show now, which isn't to, like, devalue the very important work that, like, technical crews do in any theater production, but I could see that being, like, an interesting thing that they would totally do.
1: Oh, yeah, no, and I can definitely see that, too. I just find it funny when they're always like, oh, yeah, look, like, these, um, like, look, so-and-so was, like, really in their high school play, and now they're, like, a voiceover actor now or something. But meanwhile, like, I knew people who, like, did like crew in high school and like my friend's brother did crew and like now he's like at Purchase studying like stage design Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so it's Purchase is a school in New York everybody that was a good theater program (laughs) yes Purchase is a very good school uh with a very good theater program um
0: yeah I think for me If there's what, like, I think at times it can feel like they are trying very hard to make plot lines happen. Like, most episodes have this sort of, like, guided meditation Mm
1: -hmm. bit where
0: they're like, think about your high school self. What would you tell your high school self And, like, sometimes they do have, like, some warm, fuzzy feels during those moments. But then it's, you can also tell, it's just so very obviously just, like, a reality kind of TV program fishing for drama. Mm -hmm. Um, And I could do with a little bit less of that because I think, I think even in the ones where they don't pick you know, a school where, oh, somebody had, like, a, you know, life-threatening illness, or, oh, this person struggled with... Somebody got (laughs) expelled. Somebody got expelled. Someone struggled with drug addiction for years, Like, and I'll... Granted... Dead family
1: members. Dead family members.
0: members. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, a lot of the episodes have at least one of those sort of, like, tragic backstory kind of cast members, but, like, I feel like even just the mere... The, like, the, I think it would be a more yeah. organic way of it, yeah.
1: that Than that. Because it does seem like, you know, like you said, it seems like trauma fishing, essentially. Yes. Where it's yeah. like, you know, we want to see you. Like, we want to see you do it. Not that it's not like a legitimate acting exercise, because it is.
0: But the way that it's filmed
1: is, I think.
0: And I... I'm not even sure it's a legitimate acting exercise, the particular way they do it. Oh, the particular way they do it now. Especially,
1: like... The the more realistic way would be, in the Fiddler on the Roof episode, they have Kristen Bell come in, and she takes them through scene by scene, and she takes a few of the actors through their scenes, and they relate, they, they start to relate, like aspects of their personal life, like that one girl who was sit, like talking about how her daughters interact with each other, mm-hmm. and how they compete for attention, and mm-hmm. how she's going to incorporate that into their song. So that's realistic.
0: And that was actually really interesting, yes. having her coach them through the That's scene, another that, thing. Like. I would put more Kristen Bell in this show. I think the ads are kind of misleading, because they're literally like a photo of Kristen Bell, <laughs> oh, and yeah, then the word encore. <laughs> that is what you will see on your Disney Plus screen if you go looking for this show, and I think so far, Kristen Bell has actually appeared in, like, two episodes. Yeah. Uh, mm. So I guess she's a very busy lady. She, like, did Frozen 2. She does The Good Place. Veronica Mars just came back. Like, mm. Girls Got Shit to Do. I think she also has, like, a husband and kids, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> um, But, like, the fact that they're very clearly marketing, like, Kristen Bell's attachment to it without... Really, using it in most episodes feels a little deceptive to me. And also, she was very great at that, you know, yeah. the Fiddler on the Roof episode uh, of oh. actually like walking people through those acting exercises. So, yeah. so
1: I had looked, um I did a little bit of research because it's like frustrating to me that no one's talking about Encore because I think Encore is actually a show where there's a ton of like stuff you could go into and so I looked it up and they'd actually apparently the original pilot for it aired on ABC in 2017 it was like a two-hour special and for that Kristen was actually like a mentor and was really kind of with them like I think the whole like time period that they were rehearsing and then I think just as the fact that like her schedule was busier and they were filming, I think it's 12 episodes in season one, it just wasn't going to be like feasible, and for especially her
0: to do it. since these take place all over the, all country. Over the country. Is yeah. what I was gonna say. Like the Fiddler on the Roof episode happens to be about a in Southern Pasadena. California, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, high school. So it was very easy for Kristen Bell to just like swing by one day. But like many of them are, you know what? Godspell it was is in Georgia. It was in Georgia. I think the Beauty and the Beast one was in Texas. Question. <laughs> Maybe Arizona or one of those other yeah. southwestern states. Mm-hmm. Um, There's one in Flint, Michigan.
1: Greece was Hackensack, New Jersey. Yeah, so
0: I get that, like, Kristen Bell, like, maybe can't work that level of travel into yeah. it. Um, So that is, I guess, one of the
1: limitations. So I think it would be fun if maybe they could get, like, one. Even in the Beauty and the Beast episode, they
0: had the original Bell come in mm, yes. and coach them. And they have Allie Stroker great- on the... Uh, On the Oklahoma episode. Oklahoma episode, yes. So even if just, like, pick, like, one sort of, like, professional actor per episode to, like, come in and kind of Because those are some of my favorite parts is to see them interact with the cast. Yeah. Well, and what's also great about all those parts is they tend to be moments of realization that, like, oh, acting is maybe more than just memorizing lines. Because I think you get a lot of people who are, like, acting is fun. I say lines. I say them loudly and gesticulatively. Um, and then... It, <laughs> just, <laughs> was that the wrong word? That was probably the wrong word.
1: <laughs> no, I think, I think it's a word. It's just funny.
0: <laughs> and so typically um, typically those are the moments where you have someone say, like, well, wait a second. What about this angle? And really, like, zero in on the kind of emotional core of that character and that scene and I think it's important to portray that for the audience too, because I think it's very easy for a lot of audience members to think acting is a much easier job than it actually is. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, they're just always some of the more interesting work. And I think, especially in musical theater, a lot of encore episodes do deal with, like, you know, the big musical numbers for obvious reasons. So just the moments of, like, important character work and, like, a spoken dialogue scene are still really fascinating to me.
1: Yeah, and also, like, like, not to be a bitch,
0: but, like, (laughs) as someone who's done, like,
1: high school theater, like, they're not getting into character work when they do this. They are just hoping that this, like, 16-year-old will remember their lines and, like, step on their cue at the right time. They're not, like... When I would, like, see rehearsals, they're not going over, like, oh, this is, like, your motivation for the scene. Like, they would do blocking and they would do movement and things like that. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least in my high school, they weren't going for, yes. like, a real high quality of, like, yeah. this is what your character motivation is. this is what and your character
0: wants. This is, like, what your goal is as an actor. This is probably most evident in the Fiddler on the Roof episode. That was really one of the first ones where the director very kind of explicitly says, like, I don't want this to be the way they did it in high school. Yeah. I think they were just doing a lot of over-the-top nonsense, and I want them to, like, <laughs> really tailor it. Really the emotion. Yeah, like, kind of do something a little bit more nuanced. Um... But... And even the music
1: director said, you know, like, we're not looking to repeat the same performance they did in high school. We're looking to elevate what they did in high school.
0: Yeah. Um, Milo, did we get to what you would change or not like about the show? Honestly,
2: like... I was gonna say that, like, I wish they would do more, like... Daring productions, but like, honestly, what high school is gonna let them do hair or something? <laughs> That's true. Even, so rent,
1: like, even Rent, they do like the Sweeney Todd. Or like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, I think it could be really interesting to do, like, if you actually found like a proper perform- performing arts high school mm. that maybe had attempted something more ambitious. And then it would also be like, because one of the more interesting things, at least for me, with mm-hmm. Encore, is you see. Who actually ended up, like, pursuing a career that was theater-adjacent or more, like, creative or artistic. And then seeing who's, like, you know, a cop now. Who's, like, you know. Some of them, a couple of them have cops, I think. Um, or, like, who's, you know, yeah. waiting tables, Gaspel who's, like, had the yeah. cop who was rejected from Popeyes. Annie has, <laughs> <laughs> Annie has, like, I think a sheriff or a cop or something, too, Jeremy, yeah. was a cop from oh, the yeah. Annie episode. Oh, <laughs>
1: we can't talk about the plot twist in the Annie uh, episode, because Milo has a lot of shit, but so voice
0: actors. Yeah, there's some oh, yeah. voice actors. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's always oh, yeah. one of the more fascinating parts for me, and, Inevitably, you almost always have, like, at least one who was like, yes, I totally thought that I was going to be a professional actor, and I, like, moved to New York, and I did it, and now I'm an accountant. <laughs> and, like, and, like um, I don't know, I think, like, that kind of thing, like, with a performing arts high school would have been really cool, like, to see, yeah. like, okay, how many of these people who, like, really were serious about this and pursued it as a career, like, were, made something of it, or... Ended up doing something else. Um.
1: Yeah, that Wednesday I
0: was like, I don't know,
1: I was falling down one of my, like, like Google holes. I think it was right after Disney Plus came out. And I was just looking at all these, like, you know, like, D-com actors.
0: <laughs> that's always a fun rabbit hole, though. And I was
1: like, because, like, I was like, what do they do nowadays? Because, like, you never saw. Where is Eric Von Detten? Oh my god, no, <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to mention. How did <laughs> I know
0: about
1: Frank! Was, Brink, he was in oh. he was Brink, and then he was also, like, the jerk in, um... Princess Diaries. In Princess Diaries. Oh. He's
0: also, for some reason in the mid-90s, they decided to do a Leave It to Beaver movie. Oh, yeah. And he's I Wally. I like this, though. He's
1: like, and then he was also I don't know, in, people in, in the 90s? I think, I think he was in So Weird. He was, like, Disney Channel's, like, Aunt He was in So Weird? Yeah, I think so. Oh. But not, like, the brother. Okay. Yeah, a different guy.
0: So yeah, Although the brother in So Weird wasn't Brink, though, wasn't he? Maybe I yeah. don't know. So Weird as well. But anyway, so Eric Von Denton.
1: Uh, so yeah, he's like a hedge fund manager now. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like he do, he does like <laughs> something in like finance or something. He does nothing related to acting. And I'm like, that makes like, so weird. Isn't one of
0: the guys that was in Queen like a farmer in England somewhere now? Oh yeah,
1: John Deacon. Yeah,
0: he like he's just like I'm not doing like Freddie died. Yeah. I'm not fucking around with any of this other non-Freddy bullshit. <laughs> Which one's the math dude? That is Brian May. Okay. Brian May is a, like, rock and scientist. Quite oh, yeah. Literally. <laughs> um. <laughs> and, yeah. So, I think, like, that's always, to me, one of the more fascinating parts of, of Encore because I think a lot of kids like, and I, I've definitely known kids that, like, at 16, I was like, yes, they're totally gonna be, like, a professional singer. They're great. They're amazing. Um, and, you know, you don't realize how, like, I think Rusty from Oklahoma says, like, you don't realize how talented the rest of the world is when you're in high school.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's also just really sad, because there are, like, some people that you see even on Encore who are really talented, but just for, like, reasons of life.
0: Yes. Like, aren't able to go on and do Um, it. The was it Destiny who I think played Bell, she was amazing she has the voice of an angel and she's Ugh. great but like she had a kid really young Ugh. and I think now she does like music marketing or something like that so yeah. she still kind of has a career in music but it was still one of those things where it was like you know she definitely kind like, of like you had a kid yeah. what are you gonna do <laughs> and so her
1: like Your career priority performance wasn't really able to like progress as far mm. but so yeah so it's like You know, it's a very, like, unexpectedly bittersweet show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because even at the end, where a lot of them mention, you know, they talk about how amazing the week was for them. And they said, you know, but in the end, I have to go back to, like, work tomorrow.
2: And they're like, this is the last time you will be in the room with all of these people at the same time. And it's like... (laughs)
0: <laughs> One of the things I would love to know, like, you know how on House Hunters, they always come back later and they're like, yes, here I am living in the house I picked, isn't it great? Yeah. I would love, like, a three-month, like, sort of epilogue where you find out, yeah. like, are they still talking? Are they friends? Maybe they went and, like, auditioned for community shows. Yeah. Because... Uh, another fairly common thing like I think the Grease episode is like the only one where I feel like some of the people actually consistently stayed in friends the, I would say in the
1: Grease episode it also seems that most of them stayed in or around Hackensack yeah which also probably explains why virtually the entire like main cast came back for Greece.
0: yeah um Whereas, yeah, some of them, you know, they're scattered all over the country now, or you'll, you'll get a lot of people that are like, wow, this was, like, my literal best friend in high school, and I have not talked to them in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll get people who, like, dated in high school, or... Oh my god, Amy. Amy. Okay. Is,
1: Is exactly... this the Annie Get Your Gun episode? Yeah, no? so in the Annie Get Your Gun episode, wow, okay, we may have to watch this episode after to show Milo what yes. happened. So there's this kind of plot line between Amy and, what was his name? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Some guy. (laughs) I remember her name because it was relevant to the plot. uh, Relevant to, like, what happened in the episode. But apparently they dated for, like, all of, like, senior year and had a very nasty breakup in which he had cheated on
0: her. And And you could tell this was one of those things where like Amy genuinely believed that they were gonna like get married and live happily ever after together. Well he clearly thought this was just like they my were senior be in high school, school
1: girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. So that it was now, painful. Mind you, Amy
0: in that episode has also like moved on and married somebody else and, and, and has, has kids su- now. Yeah. Like <laughs> and I I'm pretty sure she's a doctor as well. Oh, she's like, is she the yeah. OBGYN? Yeah,
1: yeah she's okay. OBGYN. So she's a doctor, she's married, she has a kid.
0: Like, on paper, her <laughs> life is great.
1: Yeah, and but she's still clearly, like, very stuck on this breakup that she, happened in senior year and of saying, high like,
0: I just need closure. Yeah. And they and she's do like, have, Ding. like, a kind of nice moment of these two, where the guy's like, yeah, I guess I was kind of a dick. I'm sorry. And then she's like, great. <laughs> um... And then, but there's this one
1: scene where the director mentions, like, oh, I've never seen Amy spelled the way you spell it, because she spells it A-M-E-I-G-H, and but, she said, what? Oh, she spells Amy I forgot M-E-I-G-H, this. and then she said it's because the ex-boyfriend told her that it was way more interesting to spell Amy that way, so now she, like, writes her name as Amy, like that.
0: Like 20 years after. Like 20 like years later. The original Annie Gets Your Gun was in 1998. I know because we have the like, Disney so Plus. So 21
1: years later, because her high school
0: boyfriend told her that her name would be more unique. That way, she. Is still doing it. I wish you could <laughs> see Milo's face right now. It's like kind of pensive and like just, I don't know, Milo's digesting this information. <laughs>
1: Like, this is my white
0: people bullshit friends. <laughs> First off, the the spelling A M E I G H it's already like, some white people bullshit.
1: Yeah. But to do <laughs> it because your high school boyfriend yeah. told you to and your name was just spelled the regular Amy. Like A M. Y or A M I? A M. Y. Okay. So yeah, just regular normal old Amy. But it wasn't, it wasn't unique enough. But, like, still
0: 20 years later, like... (laughs) At some point, you would think you would get tired of writing it that way. I think she said
1: it's even written like that on her, like, medical school diploma.
0: She, like, immortalized that. Wow. So, yeah, there were definitely some unresolved issues in the Anna get Your Gun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is this related to the twist?
0: No, Annie oh, gets no. your okay, okay. Annie gets your gun is a totally different episode. There's Annie, which is in like the little curly-haired redhead child okay. mm-hmm. who has a cute dog. And then and there's then Annie, get gets your, your gun, gun which okay. is about guns and also someone named Annie. Okay. There's other people in the show too, but mostly <laughs> guns and Annie. But what if you give the red-haired child a gun? <laughs> I don't know. That would be an awesome That's, sequel. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just picturing Boja or Mr. Peanut Butter from BoJack going, "What is this? A crossover episode?" Annie killing her <laughs> war profiteer <Yeah>. dad. <laughs> 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 Annie gets Okay, great. So, we just rewrote, Annie, get your gun. I hope you all, I hope you all are on board with this product. Trademarked. Yes. yes. Trademarked right now. you we're, heard it here for We're
1: registering it with WGA. Don't even think about yeah. it. Don't
0: even try us. Um. Yeah. Um. But yeah no, can that, we can we talk more about the Oklahoma episode because I feel like the Oklahoma episode does something kind of important? Yes, Yes. I think you guys know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Oklahoma so far, has been the only episode that has actually completely recast. Um, so yes. most of them, everyone just plays whoever they played in the original production. Again, there's a few cases where they're like, oh, the person who played this lead like, didn't come back, so we'll promote someone who did come back and was in the ensemble or had, like, a smaller role.
1: Yeah.
0: But Oklahoma, they said, wow, there's so many leads that did not come back, so all bets are off, y'all gotta audition again. And the character who plays, or sorry, I say character, the real person, Woody, plays the character, Will Turner, which I guess is a very dance-heavy role, and between the time that they were in the original production and the encore production... Woody was in an accident and is now in a wheelchair. So there was a little bit of drama over like, oh, is he still going to get to play his old role because he can't like tap dance anymore or whatever? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it a little bit because yeah. his face is in the poster. They did give it to him and they kind of talked about um, how to like incorporate people in wheelchairs into musical theater. And this is also the episode that features Ally Stroker. Who, who plays Ado
1: Annie um, on Broadway in Oklahoma right now. And actually just won the Tony for it this past year. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and clap like, wow. <laughs> faster, Sorry, I had to cough. And I was just trying not to cough because it's not good podcasting for <laughs> Um And I think this also just opens up, like, kind of a broader discussion of, like... Does the show do a good job of, like, representing diverse, different kinds of audiences, or does it leave something to be desired um, in that regard? You know, I
1: will say I do feel like thus far it's been a pretty, like, white-heavy show. Yes. Um, really, Godspell is the only show they did that features a predominantly black high school
0: yeah
1: um in the case i did really um like oklahoma because you know i know like woody talks about how he still struggles a lot with being in a wheelchair because it's so different from his past life but then they also had Ally talking about how she doesn't feel like being in a wheelchair limits her as a performer she's learned how to, like, move and express her body in ways in which she can be just as successful. If if anything, (laughs)
0: Allie kind of says that it, like, heightened her performing and, like, almost improved it. Like, she almost makes a case for more of the, like, oh, like, I I now have all these new ways to, like, perform that I didn't have before, that I never thought of before. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Um, and even towards the end of the episode, I think he just really kind of has a moment Where he, you know, where he gets to feel, like, he doesn't, I guess, have to feel,
0: like, maybe as constricted about what happened. Because he's definitely one where I'm curious to know, like, did he go out for, like, other community productions, like, afterwards, or... Um, Especially because I believe he lives in New York, so Mm -hmm. he would have, like... Yeah, Yeah. he would have definitely opportunities. And he was, like, a really good singer and stuff. Like, he was Mm -hmm. one of the... The people who I feel could oh, yeah, have and he was gone. very like charismatic, Correct.
1: yeah. It was kind of bizarre to me that in the Flint episode, they did there was like I don't know, they found like the whitest high school in Flint. I felt Seriously? like,
0: yeah, that's but, the sound of music episode, I think, right? Yeah, and I don't know if that's a case where just like a lot of people didn't come back, yeah. um, and only the white people came back, and like. <laughs> Um, it was actually a school that had closed down. Yeah. Um, so they, like, the original school was, like, basically all vandalized and kind of, like, run down. Yeah,
1: basically, and, like, condemned. Until yeah. So they have, like, kind of an emotional
0: moment where they go back there. Yeah. And they, like, I don't know, like, I I, I bring this up because I think it's one where, like, the show is self-aware of, like, representation, and it's trying, but, like, doesn't always quite get there. Yeah. Um, I do think that another, one I do want to sort of call attention to, in Beauty of the Beast, they do have a black bell. And I kind of enjoy how they, like, don't really call attention to the fact that they have a black bell. They're just like, yeah, she was the best singer, so she was Belle, obviously. (laughs) Like, um, but, like, all in all, I think they're, like, like you said, majority of them so far have been predominantly white, and, um, you know, like I said, the, the, the arc with the wheelchairs is really interesting, and I think very important, but I wish there are, there were more,
1: like,
0: there was diversity. more variety and diversity, here. we were,
2: like, talking about this yesterday, but, like, one thing I personally really wanted to see was, like, someone who had, who was in a play in high school and then later on like came out as trans transition and then comes back for the that would be new performance
0: this it's is one so of the so things people. i didn't know i wanted until milo brought it up and i was hoping that you would bring it up again here but i didn't want to steal your thunder <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone
2: wanted to bring this up okay like, good
0: <laughs> um just, and i can like, see just to see
2: how he handle yes it. yeah
0: and I, I can see why it would be, like, hard to find a trans person that would be willing to do it. Like, I can... But I, I think, like, they could do it very, very well and very, very powerfully. Like, mm-hmm. if they... And it would but, be a yeah. really, um, good experience. Because especially, too, like, with singing, mm-hmm. like, your voice changes, you know? And kind of, I think the struggle of, like, okay, maybe you can't sing the exact same part that you sing. Um, before, or, like, I think there's... It would be in, an interesting exploration, I think, of transitioning that, like, the vast majority of... I mean, I think it would just also be, like, yeah. a beautiful aspect of, like, mm. rediscovery.
1: yeah Like, coming back to... Because virtually everyone in this show talks about how this place was a huge sense of community for them. Um... And that's why they wanted to come back and do it. So, to be able to come back and, like, relate to the community in, like, a new way where you can, like, Mm -hmm. embrace, like, you can be your true self in front of people is something that I think would be so cool to see on screen. I'm actually surprised that there
2: aren't a lot of, like, openly queer people on the show.
0: I think the ones that are all too often fall into, like, the very stereotypical, like, gay theater kid role. Like, they're the Antons from Greece. Or, Mm -hmm. like, the, like...
1: They actually do have a really nice moment in the Flint episode.
0: Yeah, okay, um, that's, yeah.
1: One of the actors who came back, um, uh, he's... Well, they actually, he actually, he never specifically says he's gay. He may be bisexual, because he mm-hmm. mentions having a relationship with both men and women. But he has a moment where he say, uh, reveals that he's HIV positive. Mm-hmm. And at one point, he had, like, almost died, and they were all so, like, sweet and supportive of him.
0: So... Also, just, like, keep
2: in mind that this is based on, like, me seeing only four episodes.
0: But also, there's only, like, oh, eight yeah. out, so, like...
1: Yeah. No, but even, like, you're saying, like, they don't I, really, I agree they don't really delve too much. Like, they have gay people on the show, but I do feel like, you and know, he, they don't really delve into it. And
0: even there. Anton, who I think is very, like, what's the word I it? Like, queer-coded, maybe? I don't know. Like, that's okay. usually what you say about fictional characters, I feel like. But, like, um... Someone who very much strikes people as gay, but like I don't think he actually self identifies as anything in the episode we just watched, does he? Am I did I miss something?
1: No or I don't, yeah. I don't think so.
0: No. Um, so like yeah, they they don't have that many. and I think like part of what's kind of annoying is you could tell Disney still kind of wants this to be like a family show that like kids mm-hmm. could watch. And, like, they're still, I think, like, I think Disney as a company is still figuring out how to give, like, the LGBT community, like, the representation it needs while still trying to be family friendly. And, like, there are too many people that still just see those two things as, like, inherently antithetical when they're not. Is it they're so. trying to be
1: family-friendly, or they're just trying to make the most amount of money possible, and they know they like, focus yeah, on family? Yeah, it's the well, second like, thing. Yeah.
0: Like, okay. I know, yeah, and they know, like, you look like you have thoughts, Milo.
2: I'm just, like, focus on whose family peeps. Oh, yeah, yeah
1: no.
0: Like, oh, But, like, I think, like, we earlier today we were talking about, like, Fu being quote-unquote gay in Beauty and the Beast, the live-action mm. remake. I don't know if, dis they teased, I think, making Elsa from Frozen, but I don't know if that was ever a thing where Disney officially said they wanted to do that, or if mm-hmm. that was just a thing that fans said they wanted and it kind of became a thing, but like, to me, just Disney as a company is still trying to like tiptoe this line, where they like, mm-hmm. yeah, we recognize gay people are people, but also we still want like conservative white people to bring all their kids to see our movies,
1: yeah. so. <laughs> Emily Vanderwerf who's a really great um, TV critic Mm -hmm. I read her essay um, about Elsa where she talks about Elsa's being like queer coded but kind of existing in a no man's land Mm -hmm. where because her sexuality like isn't really explicitly stated like she's not technically queer but she is queer coded so she's kind of in like a grey area and then she was talking about her experiences as like a trans woman and like viewing Frozen and stuff which it's really great I definitely recommend you guys reading it. But, yeah, Disney...
0: Maybe there's a way to put a link in the notes. That's something podcasters do, right? Yeah. You can do that. We can can figure that out. Sure. Like, that's a a project now. We'll find the article. (laughs) We (laughs) can hyperlink. But,
1: yeah, but, no, Disney... um, You know, Disney wants to appear as a company with progressive values... But they Do want to... they? Appear, <laughs> to an extent, yeah. I would say, yes. They want to appear as a company of progressive values to the extent where it will get them more money. They kind of want to play both sides of the fence. Yeah. Yes.
2: Just, you satisfy no one at this point.
1: Like, yeah. you know, they'll tweet out, like, a little, like, gay pride thing or whatever because they want gay people to feel like it's okay to buy stuff from me. Yeah. But at the same time, they want... You know, like, some, like, birther, creationist, like, mom in Oklahoma to also feel comfortable buying her kids Disney.
0: And I think, yeah, I just think that's a larger, like... Thing happening in the Disney company as a whole, and I think like Disney Plus, especially. I know when this platform launched, they kind of made a point of saying like we're gonna keep Disney Plus more quote unquote family friendly, and then we're, since like Hulu is basically part of the same company now, um, Hulu is gonna be like where the edgy stuff is. So I think like like just said like they do touch on like being HIV positive, but they don't like. Like, that's also a very easy thing that, like, if I have a kid that says, Mommy, what's HIV? I can, like, sanitize that and just be like, oh, it's a disease. Like, <laughs> you know, and I don't have to necessarily dive into that if I don't want to with my kid. Um, whereas, like, some of the, like, I think the sort of, like, transcentric arc we were talking about, like, that's a little bit harder for me to, like, like you know, to pl- to be the the hypothetical, like, Conservative mom, how do I explain that to my kids? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you probably understand it better than you do. That's that's true. Party. That's one hundred percent true. And it's like, well, that's why I think we need the the arc in the first place, right? Like, how do you explain it to your kids? Well, the reason you think it's so hard to explain is because you don't have media that portrays this experience accurately. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and that's why so many people think that things are these like incredibly like, bamboozling things when it's really like, oh, you know, this person uses different pronouns now. Okay, cool, moving on. Like, it it's not really... It doesn't have to be much more complicated than that.
1: And that's, I think, you know, kind of inherently the limits of, like, making something for a company, like, as commercial as Disney is, where everything, to a large extent, is money-based. And, like, there's a lot... You know, there's far less creative freedom, and there are limitations, and there's, like, censorship in those ways. So, you know, it might be a case where, like, the producers of the show ideally would like to do something like that, but, you know, the monopoly of Disney
0: holds them back. Yeah. Now, granted, we are making this episode, and there are four more episodes in the season that have not yet come out, so perhaps we will be pleasantly surprised with the sort of like edgy content that that we're watching but I don't know to me I don't know if I would have even liked this show as a kid to be quite honest with you I
1: think like, like, yeah I, I don't know like to me it's very to me this show
0: is designed for like for adults who for adults. did theater or yeah. like yeah. interested in theater
1: yeah like, and like it can appeal to others as well I think it's much more in line with, like, a Queer Eye type show than it is for, like, a child to watch.
0: Yeah. And even, like, Queer Eye is still the same kind of deal where it's, like, yeah, you could, like, show your kid that, but it's still, like, it manages to be very, like, pro-queer while also being, like, kind of non-controversial at the same time. Oh, yeah, no. Like, so often the theme of a Queer Eye episode is, like, well, everybody is human. And we all just should love each other. Yeah,
1: no, there's like and a there sanitized yeah, weirdness yeah. to
0: it. Um But like I one of the more recent episodes, the Fiddler on the Roof episode we watched earlier tonight, and one of the more relatable people on it was on there for me and he was basically talking about how he was like thirty-five and how he's like, I feel like everyone else here, they either got married and had kids or they have these really like interesting jobs now, and I'm just kind of like Here, basically the same person I was in high school. And I am, I just turned 26. And even I know I still have moments of like, wait a second, there's people my age who like have their own place and like their kids, what? (laughs) So like, I think you, you almost need that like additional life experience to really relate to most of the people that are on the show. But you can tell that Disney definitely still made it to be, like, a thing, like, oh, fun for the whole family. <laughs> like
1: Yeah. And, you know, going back to, like, the whole, like, community thing. So, like, a big part of why I did theater, like, when I was younger was because, like, you know, I had kind of, like, a difficult home life. And, like, but this was, like, every single day after school. You could go there from, like, two to five. And, like, that could be, like, your thing, and you would have fun, and you would laugh, and you would do things. And that was, you know, like, a really big deal. And it's something that you kind of lose, I think, as an adult. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, at work you go, and you, like, get paid. And you can have fun. Not, you have fun. Mm. Like, there's, like, solidarity yeah. with there's
2: your There's so much fun you can have working with, too.
0: Yeah. Or even, I would even argue most jobs, even if you're working your quote-unquote dream job, you still have days where you're like, man, my job's a bitch. And, like, you don't, as an adult, you don't get to say, like, here are three hours that I get to set aside for, like, every day, Monday through Friday, simply because I enjoy this thing and nothing else. Like, or you can, but, like, you have to, like, significantly rearrange it. Like, you can you know, like, frickin' Kenickie from the Grease episode who's, like, wakes up at, like, what, four in the morning to go work out and, like, whatever. (laughs) Like, it's, but it's significantly more difficult to, like, manage all of the other, like, complications of, like, like, not just your job, but, like, okay. Especially, like, like
2: if you have kids or something.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. like, Like, if you have kids, that, of course, like, changes everything. Um, but, like, you don't get that same, like, here's, like, just time that is designated just for this activity for no real reason other than I enjoy the activity.
1: Yeah. And I think that's just a problem like in general now, like especially, you know, like millennials under probably some of like the greatest like financial pressure than like other, um, like don't forget Gen Z coming up under this too. Yeah. No, Gen Z's, in, even in more even more precarious.
0: Like, definitely more precarious. Like I'm like an incredibly like I'm like. In some ways, I think Gen Z has it slightly easier because I feel like they're getting disillusioned much younger. Like that is true like funny. I think like millennial like and I I say this as someone who's kind of on the cusp like definitely like, again just turned twenty six, um, so I feel like I'm I'm younger but I feel like in like high school college age i was still sort of buying into this idea of like yep gonna go to college gonna study hard and get good grades gonna get a good job because that is life that is just the way the things work whereas i f- i don't know how many kids that are like 14 15 year old now like still believe that or how many of them have already come to the like wow like this shit's this shit's whack like <laughs> Um, and maybe making the decision to, like, either not go to college or making the decision to, like, go to trade school, go to, to, like, I don't know, like, I, ultimately, like, you don't know what it's like to be that age unless you are that age, but I think, like, I could see how in some ways that would be, like, easier because I think, like, kids today are much more, like, aware of how, like, fucked the economy is than, like, I was at that age. And, like, fucked the world in general. Yeah, Yeah. like... (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely,
1: and, um, so, you know, I do, um, I miss, uh, you know, I miss that sometimes, just, like, like, well, for instance, like, this feeling that we have right now doing Mm -hmm. a podcast, that's similar to it, because we're doing something together, and then at the end, we're gonna put something out, and we have it, and we can look to it and say we did this, and there's, like, an amazing feeling to when you're, like, 16 years old and your life's kind of shit. And when you're twenty six and your life's kind
0: of shit, yeah or you're, when you're twenty six
1: in your life's kind of shit, um but you know, like you know, but then like you like, you know close the curtain and everyone cheers on show night, like there's something really genuinely like sweet and heartwarming about yeah. that, and um, yeah, so you know this um so I th- watching this kind of brings that back a little bit. Since I was in the cast, it, like, it wouldn't be different, like, I don't know, like, other than my friends who were in cast, I don't know if I'd want to, like, hang out with any of the other people who did my high school theater shows, but, um...
0: But again, like, part of what I think also makes the show work is people are different than who they were in high school, and many people who might have been very obnoxious in high school, like, you can see them kind of come together and be like, well, like, there's this... Is it the Beauty and the Beast episode? I think where someone has kind of a grudge with somebody because they did the student one act, or they were directing a one act for, like, a student one act. Oh, no, kind that was Sound of Music. That was Sound of Music. I lied. Yeah. Um, and basically, one of the people that she had cast, like, bailed on her show, and, like, she kind of had a chip on her shoulder about it. And, yeah. you know, she had that moment where he said, like, look, I know that, like, I didn't handle that right. I'm so sorry. And, like, I think that that's another kind of good theme of the show because when so much of our media is about kids that are still in high school, like, um, that reminder of, like, hey, people grow up and they change after high school and, like, people who maybe were assholes, maybe are not, no, don't get me wrong, some of them are still assholes. (laughs) Like, sometimes (laughs) some of the people on the show you're watching, you're like, man, they're kind of a dick. Like, But I think that that kind of, like, again, it has that sort of, like, Queer Eye style optimism of just like, hey, you know, high school isn't all there is to the world. And like you can grow from those experiences. You can continue growing after high school and keep working on yourself and becoming better. Actually,
1: musicals are really an amazing way of um, like learning how to work with people you dislike and then just having (laughs) to kind of go with it cuz at my school we had like a like a hierarchy so like you were like a, if you if you only did the musicals you were a musical kid you weren't a theater kid unless you did the play and the musical like that was like that was the thing cuz like the popular girls and like guys would come out and they would do like the musical like, cause that was well, like presume, a I was going to say, presumably. what everyone wanted to see.
0: Presumably but, the musical also calls for a bigger <laughs> cast too.
1: Well, you know, but I mean, they wouldn't even try out for the plays. Yeah. Like, cause the plays were just like, oh, well like, you know, the parents, like maybe some other people will come see it. So what's the point of doing it? Like the musical, like they would actually. You make get it attention. Concert. Yeah. So that was also kind of a thing is like probably the theater kids. Like that, I was hung out with. were kind of snotty because we're like, um, like we do all the shows. You guys do the musicals, <laughs> which probably, I mean, probably like that was a little mean. But, I but mean, also, you were time. in high school. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like, well, crew in general. Pretty much like was not respected by a lot of like the musical cast members,
0: so I think that added to a lot Which, of the situation. I would think the musicals are much harder for the crew than the straight plays. But oh, I don't know.
1: absolutely, were absolutely were, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I I would that's another thing I would be intrigued to see an encore episode about like just a straight play. Um, that would also
1: be fun, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I know then they couldn't sing whatever song from whatever year the original production was, which they, that's another thing I would change is they have this thing where they're like, Oh my gosh, you did this production in 2001. Here's a song that was really big in 2001. Rather than making you audition with like musical theater songs, we're going to have you audition with drops of Jupiter. (sighs) And this is just a thing. We're going to have
2: you audition with like a Bon Jovi song because this takes place in like New Jersey.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh that was another one, yeah. But like
2: tangentially related to the episode.
0: Which again, even if oh, by that logic, Bruce Springsteen is the one you should have picked. I was oh, thinking I would have with Springsteen. Like if yeah. you're just if like I I'm sorry, but if you just say name a musician from New Jersey.
1: Springsteen every time. Yeah.
0: Who names Bon Jovi, like who names Bon Jovi first? Nothing against Bon Jovi. Like he's cool. He's a close second. Or maybe the Jonas Brothers, depending on, like, which generation you are. I don't know. But, like, but, yeah, like, clearly, like, if you say name a musician from New Jersey, people are going to say Springsteen first. Um, but that's a that's an aside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think, like, reminding people that theater isn't just musicals <laughs> and how, like, Plays, I think, create camaraderie. Because I've personally never been in a musical. I've been in a couple of plays, not in high school, but in college. Mm -hmm. And I think they still create camaraderie, but in a very different way. Because you have to be, like, you still have to be, like, emotionally vulnerable with people. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to, like, learn to trust them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think in, in interesting ways.
1: I think the physicality of musicals is very, like, bonding, because you know you have to be there and, like, in dance rehearsals and things like that, and I think that... And that also
0: kind of makes for better TV, too. Like, watching, like, people do push-ups when they really can't do push-ups, or watching them try to dance when they really can't dance. Yeah, no, it's better than watching...
1: Like, you can only (laughs) watch them, like, flub lines from a doll's house so many times before that begins to get, like, (laughs) not entertaining. Yeah. Do we have any other thoughts on encore?
2: The whole theater world is honestly kind of alien to me.
1: Okay. Do you feel like it's because you weren't interested in it or did you because it, do you feel like it wasn't a welcoming space? It very like in college it was
2: extremely not a welcoming space. Oh, 100%. That's fair. Yeah, We
0: all went to the same college. Yeah, for reference. I, for I
2: reference, basically shut the fuck
0: out. Like my
2: only and many people Dorned were through the theater world was like tangentially because a lot of improv kids yeah. were also there was overlap in
0: theater and, and like, Milo was very good at improv and like, I can yeah. say this as a former vice president of the improv club no, thank you. Milo's very good at improv
2: and also like our high school was extremely stem focused and arts basically languished like you got one Like we took like a half drama class for like the entire four years I was there, and like arts was just not a thing. Theater, basically, through
0: y'all. But I think that that's another like interesting thing to bring to encore. Then, like, do you think that like encore like makes you more aware of like what theater would be like and like what the ins and outs of it are and what it can do for people or do you think that like it's harder to relate to because you don't have that experience
2: honestly i think jess was right like i would be kind of be interested in every part of it not just the actors but like yeah yeah crew as well it, I feel like it would, be a, it would feel more yeah. rounded.
0: And I think the where the crew part gets, like, a little dicey mm-hmm. is the fact that they stage these shows in, like, six days, five days. Yeah, so... And so I get why they're, like, no, literally, like, if we don't have professionals, like, this would not fucking happen on time. But I think you could do an interesting thing with bringing, like, people who did crew in high school and put them, like, with the professional crew people and they could learn stuff and mm-hmm. they could help and... Um,
1: I would also just kill for, like, a behind-the-scenes featurette of, like, the actual crew they have working on, like... Oh, yeah. Hair mm-hmm. ...makeup and sets.
0: Yes. Like, because a lot of the sets are freaking gorgeous, and I know, like, technically in theater you're not supposed to say, like, oh, it had good sets. That's, like, a thing mm-hmm. that I've heard.
2: And again, like, hair, makeup, and costuming. A fucking plus
0: And the, the sets show. are so yeah. good. Like, and so, like, Godspell especially was a great example of all of that. Like, they stepped... Yeah. Their game and like when you first see their like see their their set their main set for Godspell, you're like holy fuck I want to know how that came together yeah um so like maybe it could be like do you remember when on Project Runway they had that like they had the hour long Project Runway episode and then they had like the half hour models of the runway episode oh uh, yeah, yeah they need like the half hour companion to each hour long episode. <laughs> like, that shows like how they get. To, yeah, like,
1: that the, shows the tech, um, like the tech part. Yeah, but yeah, um, so yeah, so it brings up like a lot of like feelings for me because I like I enjoy watching the show, but I do think sometimes I'm like, oh god, what if they ever like put my high school on there? That would be a trip.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. you gotta call Kristen Bell. <laughs> I'll just call her up. Yeah, either. just call You don't have Kristen Bell on speed dial? I
1: know. Speed dial's
0: not a thing, is it?
1: No. Hey, Siri, that's...
0: call Kristen Bell. Nothing happens. Okay. I, I put my phone on airplane mode, though, for the podcast <laughs> for recording purposes. So we're just going to say that if it wasn't on airplane, Bell, we would tokenize totally Kristen, Kristen Bell. We would definitely be on the phone <laughs> with her right, right now. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, dear Kristen, be thankful for airplane mode, I guess. Um,.
2: Yeah. I just kind of ultimately think I wouldn't really watch something like this without, like, y'all or, like, a theater person.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, I wouldn't have looked at this at all.
0: Well, I don't think the marketing is is good. Again, I don't like that the thing is just... Like, the ad is literally just a picture of Kristen Bell and an encore. Like, I think you could definitely have, like, an enticing photo of, like, middle-aged people doing musical theater. Mm-hmm. And, like... <laughs> people would be like oh that looks fun like I remember even I was getting like my mom never I think like the closest thing my mom did to theater would have been like marching band um and one time I was watching it and I had to leave and go to a thing and then I was like oh mom should I leave this episode of encore on or should I turn it off and then she was just like no I'm gonna finish it <laughs> like, so um like I think it, it is a very entertaining show but I just don't think people like see a like, I don't think people can put two and two together and, like, figure out what the show is actually about based on mm-hmm. just that picture of Kristen Bell and the word encore. Mm-hmm. But that's just And bad. also, I don't
1: know. Like, it felt like it didn't really have, like, a clear message. Like, Mandalorian was for Star Wars fans. The new High School Musical thing, is, High School Musical the series is for, like, people who watched the original High School Musical. I honestly felt like they should have tied it in with High School Musical the series a bit more. Maybe, like... Maybe the upcoming episode will. Maybe
0: they'll have, yeah. like, mini guest star. I mean, we could do a whole other episode on High School Musical, the musical series. And maybe we will when all the episodes are out. But that one's more serialized, so...
2: Are running um, a season two? so like, after season one? I think so.
0: It? I imagine yeah, I in... in so. se- I, I've heard they're making a season two, but I also think I heard it from Jess, so... I believe they're making a season know, two. Yeah. My assumption is then they're just, um... Gonna make season two about a production of high school musical too. And I also believe that since high school musical two takes place during the summer, there should be like a camp rock like crossover thing because that also takes place during the summer to summer camp. But again, it's a different episode. Um any other final thoughts on Encore?
1: Um, Definitely watch it because I do want it to get a season two and I want to see how the show grows. Yes. And um support your local theater groups because they are an important artistic and, outlet for many people in your
0: community. Even your local high schools, like yeah,
1: I don't go out and like buy tickets to see their shows.
2: Encourage your congresspeople to support arts.
0: Yes. yes. At the state and local and federal levels. Yes. Um I think that's it. I think that's a good note to end yeah. on. Um so yeah, have Thank fun. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and um let us know what you think of Encore or what other things you would want us to watch and talk about.
2: Yes. And happy twenty twenty. And it doesn't have to be on Disney Plus. In fact, I'd rather not, because I don't have Disney Plus. Oh yeah, oh, it doesn't yeah. have
0: to be on Disney Plus No. Um yeah, just anything. We'll figure out the streaming later. We can uh, I think we have three seconds. Yeah.
1: Bye. Bye.